Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. When the economy is not working, it affects people, not insects. Even insects are affected, but <coughs> the first victims are people. People suffer. And we can stand here and preach about hell for forever, but some already feel like they are living in hell. So when we try to paint a picture of it, they are like, no, 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 I'm already there, so really, let me out of this. So we are saying God cares about people and money affects every single human being on earth. Everyone. And money is a tool for justice, and it's also a tool for injustice. In fact, the greatest cause of injustice in the world today is money. Right? That's the reason why the war in Congo hasn't stopped after all these years. Not only has it not stopped, it's not even reported about. Like, who of you thinks there is war going on in Congo? Yeah, like very few people even think about it. And it's raging. People are dying every day. But people are making money. Lots of minerals and, and, and resources. And because of that, people are making money. Maybe people are in church this morning worshiping God. Those who are making the money in Congo, killing the people there. And, and it's like, where are our heads? Yeah, Congo has a mineral wealth of 2.4 trillion, no, 24 trillion dollars. Let that sink in a little. 24 trillion dollars worth of mineral wealth. That which has been found. That which can be estimated, 24 trillion. That's bigger than the GDP of North America and Europe put together. Just think about that. I've been to Congo once, not twice. There is nothing that shows that they are sitting on all that money. But the only way to tell there is money is bullets. When you hear bullets flying and missiles, you know there is money. So finance is a serious source of injustice. Uh, so money is an amplifier, right? It amplifies what's in our hearts. So when money is in the hands of people who are bent on doing evil, there will be increase in evil on earth. And when money is in the hands of people who are bent on increasing good, there will be increase in good, right? So I think that uh, we've been running away from the money for too long. And it's about time we reconciled ourselves with it and started working towards increasing good. Amen. So that's the whole point of Business Garage. I look forward to a day when you will walk into an airport in Asia or Europe or America or any other part of Africa and find there the product made in Uganda. 
Yeah. And, and, and uh, like, mm, I know this guy. He's from Business Garage. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's it. So what we are starting with these few weeks is just trying to remove the blinders. Because I can guarantee you, we all have them. How do you know you don't have them? The number of zeros on your account. Yeah. If you, the, if you have a few zeros on your account, six, seven, just know the blinders are still there. And we have to remove them. Because the mistake we make with business is to think that you're going to change the stuff above the ground without changing the stuff below the ground. Everything you see that happens in reality has first of all happened in the heart of the person making it happen, right? I think we talked about that. Yeah. If you find a building, glamorous building, did we do that exercise here? Maybe we did not. Just think of a building in town. Which one impresses you? Kingdom. Kingdom came up like twice from two people at the same time, so we'll go with kingdom. Never mind the controversy. But uh, kingdom, for example, when you see that building, here's the thing you should know. Before that building showed up on site, it was inside a person. Hmm? I need it to reflect on that a bit because that's what I'm dealing with right here. The building was inside a person. Everything exists two times. The world in which we live existed in the mind of God before it became. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So it starts somewhere. It started, the, the universe was in God's mind, which poses an interesting question because uh, when we start asking where he lives, he, say he created the heavens and the earth, so he can't be living in heaven because he created it. Anyway, that's theological. I'm here to talk business. So, the universe existed in God's mind before it was manifested. This chair existed in the mind of someone. They thought about it, they designed it, they created the mold, and then they produced the chair. The clothes you're wearing, this lovely shirt, I think it's good. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's Jackie here. We should feature her business one of these days. She's done no makes for me these lovely shirts. Jackie Lotaya. This shirt existed in her mind before it became a reality. Are, are you with me? Yeah? This building existed in someone's mind before it became a reality. The car you drive, the car you drove here this morning, it first was in someone's mind before it was made. Cars just don't show up. People think about it. And now we are moving to driverless cars. Someone had to think about that. Someone had to think about that. And I need people from this space to be the people thinking those kind of thoughts. Amen. So it exists in the mind first. This loudspeaker first existed in someone's mind. So back to kingdom. Kingdom, that building, huge as it is, was inside a person. 
And then the person simply manifested it, unveiled it. That's what the Bible teaches us about Christ, by the way, that he was there before the foundation of the world, but has now been manifested or revealed. Are you with me? So, so what you're going to manifest out there in the business world is going to be determined by what you are able to conceive on the inside. That means we'd better be seriously thinking about what we are conceiving. Be careful what you conceive because that's what you will produce. I speak as a person who lives with lots of regrets. One of them is this building. So when we moved here, we were a few. And our land used to end like where this staircase is and going down. We didn't have the other pieces. So all we could conceive was this thing. It used to end here and then a little bit of parking. Uh, conceived this a nice building, entrance space, cafeteria, some space upstairs for kids, etc. Sitting capacity, 700. Now, we conceived this 700-seater when we were, that was 2010, right? Thereabouts. So we were only about maybe 300 people in the church. So even this was like a major step forward. Like we are building for twice the number. Come on. Yeah? yeah. Stretch forth for people. Yeah? So, <laughs> we are building for twice the number. And so, <laughs> and the idea, by the way, was to build up a building. I'd been to the UK. I'd seen some people who had done some good concepts. So, I was like, yeah, I think this is good. Build a nice building, leave Katikati, and come here. In fact, I think at the time we were like 200. So while we are still building, we keep growing until Katikati was too full. So we said, okay, those who leave these ends come, put tents. We started, there was nothing here. There was just, we had built up the ground floor and we put tents and started having service. When it rained, people had to stand on bricks to preach or to lead praise and worship. The whole team was on bricks because water was freely flowing. And then, when we finished that slab, we moved. Service was there. That was like the largest space we had. So when we had church-wide events where everyone had to come, they came there. <laughs> Long story short, it eventually occurs to me, 700 is such a small number. <laughs> but you have already fixed the boundaries, the walls. So we buy that land, we redesign, like, okay, let's go big. Hmm? What's big in our minds at the time? 2,500. 2,500, take the gallery that way, that way, the other way. Yeah, by the, like, by the time we finish that one, really, even Jesus will be back. <laughs> and today, we are about to finish that 2,500 thing, I think. And I'm like, oh my God, big mistake. Because it's too small. It's too small. Like, 
The idea, oh, it's just, the idea was to have a, 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 an auditorium where when we have church-wide events where all worship harvest people come, we can fit. Now they are 4,000. And the thing is 2,500. Then I went to Nigeria the other day and so First saw one that sits 50,000 people. Then went and saw one which is one kilometer by one kilometer. And they come and thinking, oh my God, what have we done? We can't break. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So now, even for us to move from the 700 to the 2,500, we have to remove this roof. We have to get rid of this wall. We have to redo the whole thing. And we are scratching our heads thinking, where will garage happen during those weeks? You see? So, when you conceive, conceive big. Yeah. Hmm? It may take you many years to make it real, but conceive big. Yeah. And the good thing with business, it's flexible. It's not like a building. So it's flexible. You, you just... You drop your plans to be huge and then keep taking territory little by little. Do you get what I'm saying? So all of that's to say that's why we are putting emphasis on the thing that's inside first. We are going to teach lots of practical things. Branding, marketing, all the gurus are here. But we need the right seed on the inside. So we are continuing to talk about increase. Yeah? Ooh. Increase. <laughs> increase. Believers, increase is not a bad thing. And we need to get used to the idea that increase is not a bad thing. If you think God is a minimalist, go and look at the stars. You're like, God, what's your problem? If, if you wanted a place for us to live, hmm? the earth you know, the earth, a few planets, the sun and a moon to control the tides and whatever it is, balance the gravitational force would have been sufficient. What all those galaxies for? You look at all of that and then the person who made them says, I'm your dad. And you're like, repeat. <laughs> So it looks a bit at this, but I, I want us to go back. Because there are some scriptures you look at, and you know them in your head, but they haven't yet become revelation to you. The point of the word of God is for it to become revelation. We were listening to a man the other day who was talking about revelation, the value of light and revelation, and how revelation is responsible for taking you from one level to the next. The change in levels is simply about revelation. You can only move into a level when you get a revelation about it. And knowledge and revelation are two different things. Uh, are you getting me? Yeah. Revelation is when the light bulb goes off. You're like, what? It's revelation. So when people get revelation, then they are able to move into a new level of thinking and doing things. Bill Gates, 
Yeah? Now, that's not revelation necessarily in the word of God, but it's revelation, the revelation of windows. Like, no one has been able to come up with anything better. <laughs> From way back then, we are still using windows, whether you're a Mac user or what really the background working, working mechanism is windows. It's like windows. The whole idea of windows. That's so revelatory. So much so that we cannot even stop to think about a world without windows. Hmm? Dos. <laughs> a world without windows equals dos. There are some people here of a certain age group where dos does not make sense at all. So revelation is important. That's why we keep going back to these verses. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Do you know that's not a hundred percent? The smallest way to interpret a hundredfold would be ten thousand percent. In the same year. And moreover, before that, the, the, the Bible declared that there was a what? A drought. It was a season of, it was a dry season. So when the world is suffering with an economic drought, you know that the children of God are about to shine. Because the world is a dark place, but we are the light. For us, we operate, our light does. People in the world, their light comes from outside. Like it, are you getting what I'm saying? If you are not a believer, your light comes from outside. How you operate, you depend on the newspapers and the internet and the knowledge that comes from outside. When you're a believer, you operate by revelation. Your light comes from inside. That's why Jesus said you are the light of the world. It's not you have the light of the world. It's not like you have it like a cabal busier. No, you are the thing. So Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, 10,000% profit. There are certain things that are only possible in the kingdom of God. And in, in the world, they are not possible. But because you've been miseducated by all these business magazines and everything else you read, you think it's not possible. But it is possible. In fact, it's possible. The concept of agriculture alone is able to tell you that it's possible. If you think about, say, a maize cob, how many, how many whatevers of maize are on a maize cob? Let's just agree they are very many. And you can have one maize plant that puts on three maize cobs. And all of that came out of one kernel of maize. You see what I'm talking about? And in Uganda, unlike other countries, by the way, Ugandans don't know this. We have two rain seasons. In other countries, they have one. So you plant once a year. And they produce more than us. It's, we have to, guys, we are going to change this story, right? So, one maize seed, get it, get it. And then if you got all of those and replanted them, get it, get it. that would be 
pretty close to your 10,000% return. If you know about maize. Okay? Yeah. People may get out of here. Moses said we plant maize. Oh, 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 oh. oh, I've been there in the maize world. Tread carefully. <laughs> this man here can tell you a little bit more. He runs very effective farming systems. Welcome. So if you're into farming, that's your friend. He, he reaped in the same year a hundredfold and says, what, what, why, what happened? And the Lord blessed him. It was the blessing. Says, this is, now all of that was before the man began to prosper. <laughs> oh uh, uh, you know, here's the thing, friends. I don't want you to get used to, to little money. Please, I beg you. Little money is very annoying. I need, yeah. And let me tell you, people will call you greedy. It's okay. Anytime you're going to do something different, you're going to be called names. Like Andrew Mark says, if you have never run into the devil, it's probable you're walking in the same direction. <laughs> the moment you start moving opposite the devil, you're going to run into him several times, and he will show up in so many different people, including family and friends. We have a just cause. It's not about money accumulation. We have a just cause. Poverty is a curse. We must defeat it. We must defeat it. Why should people continue to be treated like animals? Because they are poor. Okay? So the guy, he says, the Lord blessed him. Do you see the full stop? I didn't write the Bible. So I'm sure you've seen the full stop. And then after the full stop, what does he say? The man began to prosper. In other words, all of this was before the man began to prosper. No, you're like, Tetunalia. I Tetunalia. The guy has just unleashed a hundredfold return. And that's when Moses writes and says, The man began to prosper. Mm. When you get that serious deal, and money pours in. That's not the time to get a second wife. <laughs> I know our problems very well in Uganda. Second wife, expensive car, partying, what? What, what happened? Yafunyeka profitika 300 million. System breakdown. Hey, You're used to 1.5 million on your account, then 300 million comes. You disappear. You haven't even begun to prosper. Mm, are you with me? Let's not get used to small monies, people. Mm -mm. Let's start dealing with serious money. And by the way, for me, 
You may look at me and think maybe must, oh no, I'm so far. If I told you my story, <laughs> you may say, what gives him the right to stand there and talk to us? It's the grace of God. Last year, media, I decided that I'm going to be tracking my income because I was starting to teach about income streams. So I was like, put a, a figure that sort of scares you because, you know, been in church too long, bitchy, you're not used to money. I'm like, should make 300 million. So I put 300 million as my target income. And started tracking, tracking. Before they ended, it had come in. Like, wait, was it, so you mean you can make 300 million? And what do you think happened for 2019? The temptation was to, it, you got lucky. So now, stick there. Either stick there or take it lower. Say, devil loose. So I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, what's your target? It's like $2 million. I Jesus. <laughs> I'm here sweating over 300 million. And this is like, my friend, we see it, when we take tea, we pay the same amount in the restaurant. He's not charged a different amount from what I'm charged. No. Man, I had to repent. You can never walk where you haven't walked in your mind first. You must first go there in your mind. I can tell you, and people, you know, straightforward financial growth. By the way, if you haven't bought that book, you would better. It's going to help you, I guarantee you. So people come after I've done all these SFFG seminars, we've done them all over the place. We have to go back to Nairobi, do another one. Like, what do I do? So I met a guy. We had done the seminar on Saturday. I met him on Sunday afternoon. He hadn't slept. He says he got home. He didn't even go up to his bed. He just crashed in the sitting room. The wife came and said, honey, what's up? I said, just leave me. Just leave me. <laughs> Net worth, income streams. We are not really broken. We are going to redo some of that here. This is it. But, you know, all our finances are already committed. When this. So I don't even know where to start. I told him, I know where you should start. Get every little bit of extra money you have and buy every book, every video, every CD, every audio book on finance and start reading it and listening to it. That's the first place. Before you invest money in the market, in the wherever, first invest money in yourself. You, you have to be good stock to produce good stock. So this is the stuff we are talking about. This guy, he began to prosper. Beginning. Then he says, what happened next? He continued prospering. Level two. So once you begin, don't quit. There are new levels, right? So you could actually say level one was this serious return on investment. For the Lord bless, the band, the band began, like beginning, continued prospering until he became very 
prosperous. And the Bible says after that that the Philistines envied him. How you know that you're being very prosperous is when the world comes up with fake stories about you. When people envy you. So, if they haven't yet started writing about you, relax. <laughs> you are not yet very prosperous. <laughs> you know you are very prosperous when you start featuring in the newspapers. Uh, and you haven't. It's not like they are accusing you rightly. No. Like, huh? Camera? No. No matter what? Yeah? No way. No way. Underwater. Illuminati. Government. Yazibawa. Kumbe, just honest work with the blessing. Amen. We are blessed. And we shouldn't be ashamed about it. All right? So, this guy became very prosperous. We saw this one. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor that you through his poverty might become what? Rich. Not average. This is the Apostle Paul is done writing this. By the way, by the time God has an opinion of you of being rich, you had better believe that it is real rich. It's one thing Benja saying Mose is rich. That's according to his estimate of what rich is. It's another thing for God to say Mose is rich. Uh, you're getting that? Like, by the time God thinks you're rich, <laughs> I can, you, you can trust you are rich. Now, in case you're joining us for the first time and those online, you're thinking, we are just talking about get all you can, can all you get and sit on the can. No, that's not what you're talking about. That's not what we are talking about. We are talking about real wealth that leaves legacies. You know Abramovich, Roman, the Chelsea guy, was once a governor of one of the provinces in Russia at one time. He went for elections and he won. And he went and reformed that province. It would be like a state or a district in Ugandan terms, but Russia is a big country, so when you talk of province, it's bigger than Uganda. With his own cash, it cost him $2 billion to reform that province. He turned around the education system, the healthcare system. After one time, he was like, I'm done. This is too expensive. Putin changed the constitution from governors being elected to being appointed by the president and he reappointed him. <laughs> uh, what can you do in your district? <laughs> I <hear> tweets. <laughs> Tweeting is not going to help you. What can you and I do in your district? Okay, maybe district is still too big for you. 
But at some point, I want us to be taking on. I want, one day, I want us to gather. You know, like how they, we fundraise money for church? Building, okay. No, no. One time, I want us to gather and say, let's take districts. Hmm? Everyone is committing about a $5 million investment in each district. It's like, who wants a district? Uh, why people 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 th all things are possible to those who believe the things are impossible to those who don't believe I believe I believe that in my lifetime people will gather in this room or another room and say I'll take a district committing 10 million dollars to improve education. I'll take a district. I'm going to educate all those girls who are going to get pregnant in their teens. I'll take a district. I'm going to set up healthcare. I'll take a district. Internet infrastructure. I'll take a district. Improve farming and all of that. I'll take a district. We can't sit around and wait on the government for forever. Come on. I'll take a district, but you can't take a district when you're worried about rent. Yeah. <laughs> Am I talking? Yeah. yeah. If you're surviving, the last thing on your mind is someone else. <laughs> if you're in survival mode, the last thing on your mind is someone else. If you haven't, if the headmistress is calling you about your own children's tuition, you're not going to start thinking about the children in your district and their tuition. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's why I'm passionate about finance. I think that if we get finance in order, we can change the world, right? He says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get what? wealth, why? That he may establish his covenant which he sold to your fathers as it is this day. I'm reading this a second time. This is going to be my cortex next Sunday. So bring all your friends, enemies, frenemies, in-laws, outlaws. Everyone needs to be here because this scripture is so powerful. I can tell you it's much more powerful than you think it is. And we are going to unpack it next Sunday. He says to establish his covenant we will look at that. But my time is gone. He says, he was a slack hand becomes poor. But the hand of the diligent makes what? Rich. Are you diligent? I, at least I think I'm diligent. Yesterday I started working at 7 a.m. And was going on almost until 8 p.m. Non-stop. I think that's diligent. And it's a weekend. Okay? So, what needs to follow is, this little word here has to follow my diligence. Right? Yeah. The soul of a lazy man desires and what does he have? But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished. But he who gathers by labor will increase. Yay. How do you gather? By labor. You sell one item at a time. One item at a time. One client at a time. 
You gather by labor. The challenge we have is that we see people who have been working many years. We see their Range Rover and we want it. And we want it now. And problems emerge. We want the fruit without the journey. We want the destination without the journey. We just want to end up there. No. Let's take the journey. In all labor, there is profit. How much labor? All! My God. I sing all these promises, people. These, are, these pertain to you. So if you're working hard and there's no profit, there's something that you need to tweak. If you're one of those people who offers people free services, you're not doing them any favors. And we are going to be teaching you about that. Conversion. How to convert your time to value. Because in all labor there is profit. Uh, Idol chatter leads poverty. It says in uh, Thessalonians, but we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business. Who, who's? Ha, ha, what do you do to your own business? In other words, where do you put, put your mind? I'd find a funny way to say that. Get your mind and insert it in your business. Don't let your business be an autopilot where there is no innovation, nothing new, no breakthrough. No. Mind your business. That used to be used as an abusive phrase. No, it shouldn't be. It's a call to action. Mind your business. You can't have the same revenue year on year on year on year. You have to be increasing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The true rendering of that verse is the Lord. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I will always be increasing. Because want is reduction. This is, and uh, says um, Elijah prayed for the lady, for the widow, and says, and uh, the vessel did not want. Do, have you read that in KJV? When the, it never ran out of flour. He says that the vessel did not want. In other words, the vessel did not decrease. So he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It means the Lord is, because the Lord is my shepherd, I will always be increasing. By the way, even if you stay in the same spot, in reality you're moving backwards because the rest of the world is moving forward. Yeah, like if you keep your income the same every year, it's actually reducing because inflation is increasing, people are getting more money for you, you're moving backwards. You think you're in the same spot, but you're really moving backwards. So there's only one way to move, forward. Mind your own business and to work with your own hands and head. As we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. My God, can you believe that state of being? Have you seen Lenny? He lacks nothing. Oh, what? Yeah. It's right there in the scriptures. That you may lack nothing. In other words, you have 
everything you need to fulfill every dream that God puts in your heart. That's God's will for you and I. Amen. I have to finish. How do we get here? Information, people, experiences, tasks. This is the practical part. And just take a picture of that and go think about it. Information, revelation. If you don't have the revelation, it's not going to happen. People, who are you hanging with? That's why we st- one of the really cool things about Business Garage is not, you're not going to find idlers here. People who just wandered in because they had the music. It's too early. Like all those people are still sleeping. Everyone in this room is here on purpose. The people you're connecting with here are people of purpose. That's why there's free coffee and tea after to help connect. We don't provide that for all the services. The other people have soda. For you, (laughs) don't tell them. (laughs) You're very important. We, We want to create an environment where you can connect with the right people. Mike Maddox said something important. He said that the difference between your current Your current state or your current level and your next level is a person you haven't met yet. I I can tell you that for sure. That's true. The difference between your current life and your next level is a person you haven't met yet. And for some of you, that person may be here. You run into this person and they just blow your mind. Bill Zanka ran into Donald Trump and he changed his business Forever. I'll tell you that story one day if you don't read the book yourself. You run into a person and afterwards your life is super different. So people, experiences. Yeah, China and other places. We need to organize a trip to China together. Let's all go and see. This place where everything is made, what kind of rice? So invest in experiences. Your mind is affected by experiences more than anything else. The first time I went somewhere, at that time my church was just in Katikati. And I went to this church and their stage, the stage was the size of Katikati. So go to this church, their stage is the size of your auditorium. You're like, mm. same Bible, same Godo, same planet experiences, and then tasks. Start giving yourself, start doing stuff that's outside what you're used to. Generally, expand. So, how far do you want to go? I'll be asking you that question many times. How far do you want to go? How far do you want to go? When you go home today, at least write down how much money you want to make this year. Start with that simple exercise. And try and figure out the different sources where it's going to come from. You'll find that most of it you already spent and you didn't know where it came from or where it's going. But one of the key strategies about getting wealthy is that you must be able to tell where your money is coming from, where it is, and where it is going. If you're in one box and your money is in another box and there's no contact, 
you and wealth can as well kiss each other goodbye. You must be able to command it, to direct it. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Awesome. Thanks so much for coming out. Amen. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for these wonderful people, businessmen and women in this room. I thank you because we are going to change our world. I thank you that our children will not start where we started, that we are going to pass on these principles to them, and they will start at a different level. I thank you because there is increase right here. I thank you for the anointing for increase. We impart it on everyone in this room. Wisdom for increase. Right connections, right people, right experiences that are just going to send us on the right trajectory to acquire this wealth that you've prepared for us that we may build your kingdom, that we may lead people to Christ, that we will leave a legacy. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.